Welcome to the Mindful Literacy Podcast. This podcast is for teachers and parents who want to gain knowledge, perspective, and inspiration in the areas of literacy education and special education. Episode topics tend to focus on dyslexia, ADHD, literacy education, and mindful teaching. This podcast was created to build awareness for our nonprofit, Mindful Literacy Columbus. Check out the show notes to learn more and to get involved. Welcome to the Mindful Literacy Podcast. I am sitting with Shauna Benson, who is a professional who I crossed paths with um, in some work I'm doing with a district in Ohio, and she's been an indispensable resource to our team. And so I wanted to make sure to give her a platform so everyone could hear her voice and learn from her and the resources that she's spent a big chunk of her career creating and and now they're available to anyone in the world. So welcome, Shauna. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, I I really want to hear, I really want the audience to hear from you. First of all, if you could just give a brief introduction of yourself and your career path as an educator. All right, sure. I'm happy to do that. Um, so my name is Shauna Benson. Um, I'm the program director for the Teaching Diverse Learners Center uh, at Ocali, um, out of Columbus, Ohio. And um, whew, my career path. Um, so I, um, I have background in general education, licensure in general education and special education. So my career path actually started um, uh, when I was in college. I taught preschool quite a bit. Um, so I have have some experience with little, little folks, including babies and, um, uh, you know, those, those early years. So that was uh, one of the first stepping stones, I would say, to, to the career path in education. Um, and then um, I did work in the field um, teaching students um, across different um, LREs. Um, so general education classroom, and I was an intervention specialist in resource room structures, and I worked in, um, um, you know, schools for students with complex disabilities along the way. And I worked in inner city and very, very rural schools in Ohio as well. Um, And then my career path kind of um, took a turn and uh, went into uh, more leadership roles. I've worked in our um, state support team, uh, educational service center layer of the system um, for a while. And I also worked in higher education. I taught at a university for um, 10 years in pre-service uh, educator prep for students with um, disabilities, so in intervention specialist licensure areas. Um, and and I work now at Ocali, um, and I work in partnership with a lot of wonderful people across the state and um, definitely work in partnership with our Department of Education and um, still continue to maintain relationships with our uh, regional and um, county agencies and then, of course, districts, and that's how we met. So I'm super excited that our paths crossed and doing lots of great work um, around the state and in specific districts now as well. Yeah, absolutely. And will you just, for our listeners, spell out what OCALI stands for? Sure. Um, OCALI is the Ohio Center for Autism and Low Incidence. And um, we're a a change agency. Um, We're uh, all about um, promoting access for individuals with disabilities and inspiring change. Um, for positive outcomes for individuals um, from any stage of their life, from the time they're born, um, you know, until they're in the, into their older years as well. 
Yeah, I, I was reflecting this morning before our conversation and just, you know, how lucky we are in Ohio to have a really strong educational system, but then to be able to make our resources available to all mm-hmm. is, um, it just makes me feel so proud to be an Ohioan and a teacher in Ohio. And so the the website that you helped create is called Literacy for All. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about what it is? Sure. I'm going to give the web address like pretty clearly so people can find it as they're listening here. Um, so the web address is www.literacyaccessforall, and for is spelled out um, F-O-R, and it's .org. Uh, all one word, literacyaccessforall.org. And um, so the website um, is a, a compilation of work that not it doesn't just focus on literacy. It actually focuses on access to the general education curriculum for students with complex disabilities. And um, it, it does cover best practices, kind of universal best practices, I would say, also Uh, in general education. So it's not just a resource for interventionists or teachers of students with, um, you know, low incidence or complex disabilities, but it really could be a resource that's utilized by any educator, um, administrator also, and families to help understand what, you know, happens in those uh, general education classrooms and what happens around curriculum and instruction and how to make the best decisions for our students to make sure that they really do have full access to that tier one core content across the grade range as they're participating in their educational programming. Yeah. And that's really how you and I met, Mm -hmm. right? Where I was sort of commissioned to help a team um, employ best practices for an inclusion setting. Right. Um, And I have to say, I don't know what I'd I don't know what I would have done without this resource and without you. So can you just give us a brief overview of what got this website started? Why does it exist? (laughs) Um, So um, I've been at Ocali now for um, probably close to 15 years, maybe 13 or so years. And um, across that time frame, a lot of the work that I had done initially with Ocali um, was traveling around the state, of course, you know, providing professional development, working with teams, um, really trying to support uh, educators and um, other professionals in the field to make sure that all of our students who have complex disabilities um, felt really supported and had resources for collaborative planning um, to make sure that um, people had examples of what co-planning could look like and layers of planning across the system that it really takes to make sure that when a student walks into their educational environment, again, wherever that is, um, that all of the resources, the supports and services, um, the instructional materials, the environment itself is ready for them to be there, accessible for them to participate um, and really, um, provides a a way for them to show what they know every single day. And so that required for me personally, a lot of traveling around the state. And um, it was challenging, you know, being one person in the state driving everywhere, trying to meet everybody's needs was, was challenging. Um, And from a positive um, frame of reference, the pandemic did kind of flip the script a little bit for us. And it kind of forced this, 
change over from face-to-face in-person supports and services from a state and uh, regional level to really flipping it to virtual. Um, And while I had done quite a bit of virtual work prior to the pandemic, um, we had virtual meetings and we did a lot of virtual connections with um, people from around the state because travel isn't always possible. Um, One thing that was really needed was that, that planning or training hub Um, And so that's really where the kind of the birth of the the website came to be. We had to take all of that information that had been shared with people in those face-to-face professional development opportunities, and we had to flip it into a platform that was easily accessible, that was online and available 24-7, and it had linkages to all of the research and resources that we would have shared with folks in that face-to-face setting. So that um, was kind of the birth of the site. Well, I am just so glad that the resource existed and I guess thank you COVID (laughs) for pushing it forward. I will say I feel very spoiled that I have you as the creator of this material to guide me through on how to use this site effectively for the specific team that I'm coaching. And, um, you know, one of the ways that you kind of led us to use the site was identifying the adult learning targets for how to reach all all learners in the classroom, whether that's for kids on the extended standards all the way through kids who needed um, enrichment and, you know, kind of putting the structure in place of of the learning continuum and then having teachers self-identify which of those learning targets they personally were interested in and needed more support with. And so I think, you know, coming at it from a formative instructional practice, we're identifying learning targets, we're giving ownership to the learners. Uh, in, in many ways, we are able to measure their progress in that, you know, it's kind of asynchronous that we're having teachers watch videos, and then I'm going back into the district in person, and we're going to unpack all of the things that uh, were uncovered in their videos. And, and really, I feel like my role is then how do we put this theory and this idea into into practice. And right. so that's been kind of really a cool place for me to be in because I'm not that close to, to the district in proximity. We can do this asynchronous, um, synchronous kind of mixed learning style, and that fits the needs of the teachers and then directly the kids that they're working with. So I'm curious, what other ways have you seen teams, whether it be individual teachers or teams of teachers or administrators or teacher leaders use the website? Well, I think that a lot of people are using it similarly to what you've described. And I think um, one of the features of doing that, one of the positives or benefits of doing that kind of asynchronous learning in collaboration with teams that are Uh, from districts is that you can really get to know, like you described, uh, what the team needs specifically. Um, You can go in and target those needs um, through some of the videos and resources that are part of the website. Um, I know that um, I'll just describe that when you open the website for the first time, it's free access, but you do need to log in. 
Um, and one of the features within the site, um, it's organized into 10 chapters. So there's lots and lots of content in there. Um, but it can get a little overwhelming. There, there are literally um, about 70 videos that are part of those 10 chapters. Um, so really kind of getting a feel for how you go in. We don't necessarily want to take people from the beginning of the site to the end of the site unless they want to like take a course, so to speak, in this work. Um, if we're working with teams directly, as you've described, we want to get them to the just right content just in that moment in time to help them um, go back into their classroom and implement differently or, or feel more comfortable with implementation at some point in time. Um, so there is a little bit of a tip that I'll share with everybody um, who's listening. Um, when you log in for the first time, it will look like all the chapter content uh, in each of those chapters is kind of locked down and it looks like it wants you to go through um, uh, video by video, page by page within the chapters. Um, but the reality is a little secret that um, that I'll fill you in on is if you go into any of the chapters, um, you can actually go to there's a tab at the top left hand corner that says next page. And if you just click that, you can go to any one of the videos, any one of the pages in the lineup of in any chapter. So you can get directly to the videos that you want specifically for those targeted types of asynchronous learning that you were describing. Um, so there are quite a few districts who are are using the tools in that way. Um, sometimes districts will have professional development, professional learning days for teachers, and um, they will want to meet the needs that they have in that moment in time. So, um, you know, many districts are kind of leveraging the online resources. Um, some of the districts are playing some of the videos, uh, depending on if the need is uh, across teachers as opposed to single teachers needing certain content. They'll actually play those videos in um, in kind of a collaborative uh, learning environment where people are either, either um, in the same space or they could come remotely to the same learning hub for those PD days. Um, and they're playing the video. They're having collaborative conversations around some of the clips. Um, a lot of the video clips, those how-to videos when it comes to things like planning and um, developing learner profiles or uh, designing assessments that are accessible to students. Like a, there are a variety of things in there that um, provide those how-tos. Um, sometimes that asynchronous learning where they're watching the coaching video could also then lead into activities where teachers are getting into the materials. They're actually utilizing templates. They're um, creating uh, collaborative plans for instruction coming up. Um, they're uh, organizing and linking their content that they're teaching to back to standards and making sure the alignment is right. They may be reviewing curricular tools to make sure the alignment is there. Um, so there's a lot of um, a lot of follow up activities, I think, that some of the districts are engaging in uh, as they're going through and um, watching some of those um, video clips. Um, so there are a lot of districts who are using them in different ways. And some of our regions are actually um, leveraging the videos and online materials by hosting um, regional or countywide communities of practice where groups of teachers um, from within a certain local area are coming together, either you know face-to-face -face or virtual. Um, and they are going through the content um, across the chapters 
uh, in a scheduled way where um, the like our state support teams are offering professional development or communities of practice with a schedule. And it says, you know, month by month, we're going to go through the series of chapters and um, take a look at all this content so that you know where it is when you need to go back um, to it. Uh, so almost a guided tour like. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are a lot of cool things happening out there around the, the resources, a lot of creativity and how it's being used. Yeah, I think that I love that idea of the scheduled, um, mm-hmm. the guided tour, so to speak, because I feel like so there are so many learning targets within this platform. And it's kind of like, well, yeah, I'd love to learn all of that. <laughs> But I have an accountability partner and like someone's except expecting right. me on a certain day or time. I don't know that I just kind of do it on my own. So that actually is a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I want to make sure that everyone understands is this platform is not only videos of learning um, content and research and practices, but also the templates are Mm -hmm. extremely beneficial. And so can you talk a little bit about, you know, the different templates that are available that you've seen come to life in people's practice? Yeah. Um, So there are quite a few templates throughout. Um, Some of them are at the planning level. So we do have um, templates that would allow teachers to design uh, and, and kind of organize um, standards across a grade level or grade range into units of study. Um, so that's one set of templates that we have. We have templates for co-planning. Um, and and uh, if a teacher is individually or collaboratively planning lessons for the coverage of um, clusters of content, um, either within a subject area or even across subject areas sometimes, Um, There are templates that help them organize what are the standards that we're specifically teaching, what's the outline for the instruction, what materials will we use, things of that nature, and how do we integrate? There's a space in the planning template that actually allows the team to integrate supports and services across the range of diverse learners that um, come to any classroom. Um, So it's really nice. Uh, It's a nice collaborative structure for general educators and interventionists and other specialists to kind of come on board and put everything that they know about uh, what it takes to make a great lesson, um, to develop a great unit of study. Um, It really allows them to all come with their areas of expertise and input all of those layers of information that really make that learning come to life for students and really make it accessible for everybody. Um, There are some other templates also. Um, One of the concepts that we talk about that really provide access for, um, for sure, learners with complex disabilities, um, uh, including intellectual disabilities, but also for all students, really, um, is the concept of a learning progression that every standard that is within um, a scope and sequence um, for a subject area Uh, is not a single skill that students are mastering in isolation, that really there are um, many skills that make up a standard and and many points of knowledge oftentimes that make up standards. Um, And so it really unpacks the standards. A learning progression will give a visual template for that unpacking or deconstruction of the standard to show all of the tiny skills that are part of that learning trajectory to get to that end target that um, you were describing earlier. 
Um, so that that template has been really powerful for teams, that learning progression piece. And it also um, offers a team um, not only an outline for instruction, knowing how to make sure we're teaching everything as part of the standard but we also can leverage that then for assessment purposes. Teachers can use it to track uh, student progress over time leading up to that general standard. And students actually, if the learning progression is written out in a specific way, students can actually track their own progress and skill development across um, a period of time as well. So we've seen those templates leverage not only for teacher use, but also for student use. Um, there are lots of other templates. There are learner profile templates, templates for direct instruction and in literacy, things like vocabulary, uh, templates for uh, word recognition, skill development, and phonics, things like that. So lots of cool resources that are available for download throughout the site. Yes, definitely. And one of the things I think was really powerful uh, for our team was thinking about how even though our school wasn't um, necessarily a mastery-based learning school, in other words, they give grades A through F traditionally, um, you can still use some of those templates. Like I think the mastery-based learning template for how to show if a child is either meeting their IEP goals or meeting um, meeting the standards wherever they are in that learning progression was a really powerful tool um, that I hope to take our team in the next um, in the next school year. Right. Yeah, super exciting when we get to see teams using those resources and that it has positive benefit for them as as educators, but also for learner outcomes as well. Yes, absolutely. So I'm wondering, do you have any or have you have there been any lessons learned from this since the website's been um, launched that you would want to share with the audience? Wow. Lessons learned. Um I would say um, a lot of positive uh, lessons learned. So um, there's a there's a lot. There are many layers to this work. So actually, developing the site itself had many layers of work, many partners, um, and getting all of that uh, designed and reviewed and implemented. Um, and then, um, in addition, marketing, like getting the word out. I I guess um, you know you think the the work is kind of coming to a completion when the site is up and it's ready and launched and uh, people have access, but there, there's a lot of work in the marketing side to make sure people know that the resource exists. Um, there, there's a lot of work on that end as well to keep um, people coming to the content and in the know and making sure it gets into the hands of all the right people who need it. Um, that's been uh, a learning curve for me. So it's a, it's a big undertaking. Again, lots of great partners helping to make that happen as well. Um, but I would say, um, uh, I don't know if this is a learning curve necessarily, but knowing that the site is um, a living uh, space that will continue to be updated and um, that the work really never ends, it's ongoing. Um, there will be new resources, we hope, added uh, periodically. Hopefully down the road, we will have the opportunity to um, put all of the features in to complete it for uh, true module-like um, for a certificate of completion, hopefully at some point down the road, maybe for credit. Um, so um, again, 
you know, lots of lots of work in progress, I guess, even though the site is up and launched, the work continues. <laughs> yeah, I think that's great for users to know and recognize. And I think I've always been a big proponent of making sure that my individual um, uh, ippy dippy. <laughs> my professional development my individual professional development plan was always like very um very well thought out in that I you know teachers don't have a ton of time and so working working smarter not harder is something that I've always embraced and so I would just I think that if you're um if your learning plan is coming up for review, like definitely take a look at what resources this website has to offer because I feel like, you know, you can you can learn in small chunks and it'll all add up to that 180-hour um, uh, credits for, for renewing your license. Um, okay, what about any words of wisdom for mm-hmm. our users? Um, words of wisdom, I would say that um, if you if you start to feel overwhelmed, as you look into the site and the content, um, start at the chapter level and kind of just look at the chapter overview. Um, there is a, an overview page that outlines the 10 chapters. Um, and if you're diving in for the first time, pick one of the chapters that speaks to you personally. Um, where you feel like this is something that I want to learn more about, or even a place where I feel comfortable starting. I have some background knowledge in this area. I'm going to kind of jump in here. Um, and if if you start to feel overwhelmed, definitely reach out to somebody who is familiar with the site. Um, I'm always happy to help people if they are looking for something specific. So, you know, Jessica, you and I, we have conversations. We We problem solve around these problems of practice. And then um, I'm able to help by saying, okay, in this chapter, watch this specific video. Um, I think it's important to have those conversations to kind of guide and direct us to get right to that resource that we need, rather than getting frustrated, like fumbling around in there, not knowing what we should look at first. So um, that would be one of the biggest pieces of advice um, that I would share. And we are starting to put together kind of around problems of practice um, some lists of uh, specific video clips that are directly targeting that content. One of the things that um, comes up often is we have learners who have communication challenges or who are still building their mode of communication, no matter what age or grade level. Um, where can I find videos to support communication access? Um, and the, the positive is there are videos that support communication in almost every single chapter throughout the website. Um, and, and it's intentionally designed that way. Um, we want communication access to be thought of in planning. We want communication access to be um, visually um, and, and physically available in classroom settings and structures. Um, so, of course, we want communication access and literacy, and we want communication access across um, assessment. So um, there are layers of videos throughout the site, but finding those um, may seem challenging if you're new to the site, new to the content. So just to reassure folks that we are trying to come up with some supplemental resources that will um, 
put some of those problems of practices in clusters and really show which chapter, which video to take a look at that would align to those more specifically. Um, so that um, hopefully, and if you need some of those things now before they're um, posted, um, feel free to reach out to Ocali. We're happy to help um, get those in your hands too. Where is that contact information for people? Sure. All right. So if you would like to email me, um, you're welcome to. My um, email address is Shauna, S-H-A-W-N-A underscore Benson, B-E-N-S-O-N at Ocali, O-C-A-L-I dot org. Awesome. Yeah, I was thinking like when I first started doing um, this coaching work with our team, in the in the districts that we're in, they were kind of like as intervention specialists, um, and they've really this is their third year of being an intervention specialist. And I even tell my undergraduate students this: like, I know you're just about to graduate college and you haven't worked a day yet as an intervention specialist, but the on your very first day, you will be the expert and the advocate for children on individualized education plans. So you're going to be a leader from day one. You're going to be a leader. And I feel like when we first came to our team, the team was like, we know all of the things that are best practices, but we're just not really sure how to get the team there. And I feel like this um, literacyaccessforall.org is a great bridge and a great tool for any intervention specialist to um, help move their their kids teams forward. So I'm just so excited. And again, so grateful for you and your time and all of the collaboration that we've had and everything I've learned from you, Shauna. So thanks so much for taking the time to talk to the mindful literacy audience. Well, the pleasure has been all mine. I'm super excited to get to continue to work with you and hopefully we'll keep digging into that site and there'll be lots and lots more resources that you can share with, um, you know, folks down the road as you work and consult with lots of other um, districts and families, et cetera. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your, for your work on this. Thank you for listening to the Mindful Literacy Podcast. We are so grateful to have you as part of our community. If you enjoy this podcast, please follow, download, and share this episode. You can also like, tag, and follow Mindful Literacy Columbus on Facebook, mindful.literacy.columbus, and on Instagram, at mindful.literacy.practice. We love creating these episodes and hearing from you. May you be inspired and energized and share this love with those in your care. Until next time, may you be happy, healthy, and at peace.